behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Hello everyone. How's it going out there? The moon was full in Aquarius this week and I definitely felt it being an Aquarius and all. By now, we have all seen the visual album Black is King by Beyonce. And I have to admit, it was sensory overload for me in a good way and lots of layers to unpack. First, let's talk about the word black. I really do believe that Beyonce does everything with intention and her purpose behind Black and King is to redefine how we understand and disseminate the word black. And why is this necessary? Well, black people know why, but if you're not black, everything about the word black suggests something dark and negative. A black hole occurs when a star is dying. We wear black to funerals. Black magic is evil. You win the pool game when you knock the black ball in the corner pocket. And we really hope Luke does not go to the dark side and so on and so forth. Remember, white is considered pure and opulent. You christen babies in the color white. So-called virgins get married in white, and so on. So it was easy to stigmatize the color black when applied to black people and their dark skin, whether consciously or not. We are all brainwashed over time to correlate black with evil and white with goodness. So when we say Black Lives Matter, it's because when they say all lives matter, it really means white lives matter. And frankly, black people are over it. When you see us, you instantly know to hate us on sight, which is why cops literally get away with murder. So yeah, B, I agree. Let's rebrand the word black. Now, Black as King was a secret project buzzed about for some time, and The Lion King had come out with B as the voice of Nala. And the Hive could sense from all those major contracts with Disney and Netflix that most likely a visual album was coming and it was going to involve Africa. B had taken her family there and released the album The Gift with a ton of Afrobeat and African-inspired music on there. And we can't handle B releasing songs without visuals and choreography. Also, let's talk about the times. The Black Lives Matter movement, born in 2013, has surpassed peaceful kneeling into full-on riots. So from being sheltered in place, the Black community being hit the hardest with COVID-19 and loss of jobs and at systemic racism, yeah, Black people were ripe for some healing and similar to Solange's A Seat at the Table, Beyonce was right on time with the celebration we needed to affirm that we are proudly black and to release your stigma around the word and in regards to our skin tone. Black as King is the visual companion to the 2019 album, The Lion King, The Gift, a tie-in album curated by Beyonce for the 2019 remake of The Lion King. It is written, directed, and executive produced by Beyonce. A young African king is cast out from his family into an unforgiving world. He then undergoes a journey through betrayal, love, and self-identity to reclaim his throne, utilizing the guidance of his ancestors and childhood love. 
When voicing the character of Nala in The Lion King, Beyonce learned about the story of Solomon Linda, the South African composer of the song Mbube, who received no credit or royalties from the song being used as The Lion Sleeps Tonight in the original The Lion King. This angered Beyonce, and she left the studio pledging to create a film that will tell the real story with the help of actual Africans instead of using lions in animation and show the regalness and beauty of Africans before colonialism and slavery erased their past. Mbube, credited to Linda, is the only original The Lion King song included in Black is King. Beyonce explained that the film was created to celebrate the breadth and beauty of Black ancestry and to present elements of Black history and African tradition with a modern twist and a universal message, and what it truly means to find your self-identity and build a legacy. If you are a fan, you're already familiar with the music, so let's get into the wardrobe right away. Beyonce's longtime stylist and costume designer, Zarina Akers, curated outfits from both global brands and young designers for the film, saying to give emerging talent the same visibility as a large corporation is invaluable. Akers added that she wanted to reference different cultures, traditions, and tribes, but to have the freedom to create fantasy for people to be able to escape into a new world. Beyonce also borrowed some of her mother's art pieces for Black is King. Akers was constantly curating, creating, and receiving couture throughout and added five additional assistants. She would call designers at midnight with an idea and two days later receive the look for Beyonce. Most of the outfits in Black Black is King are custom. Akers hates for Beyonce to wear something and then see it on a magazine cover. But due to the time constraints, this wasn't always possible. Initially, they were prepping for much smaller portions of the video, but the ideas kept flowing. One night, for example, Beyonce had an epiphany about a super over-the-top opulent video. By the next morning, Acres' team had a rack full of glittering options from Aria, Alessandra Rich, Lace by Tanea, Dibla Dazzled, and Retos Vertacos for Be to Wear and Find Your Way Back. The sheer adrenaline of the shoot influenced a handful of those fresh-faced assistants to move to LA permanently to continue working with Beyonce. And this is what I love about B. She always hires Black people. So many Black artists and celebs do not have Black people on their team. Long ago, Phyllis Hyman pointed this out and said she was committed to hiring Black people for her team, and the industry would be very different if all Black artists did this. I agree. Use your influence and pay it forward. Black is King completely shape-shifted the lives of so many stylists forever, and Beyonce mentors and pushes them further and further to create within a small time frame. Akers says she comes out of every experience so much stronger because she is allowed to be free, to take risks and make explosive visual experiences. She's a master of the craft who always enhances and elevates the project. Black is King boosted Akers' confidence to not feel bound by the limitations of what the industry thinks is fashion. She's proud of the fact that every couture piece is juxtaposed with the brilliant work of a young designer. Rising star Michaela Stark's bespoke denim look is laden with Chanel jewelry. To continue to support young Black designers, Akers founded her Black business platform, Black Owned Everything, this summer. 
So if you're wondering, where do I find all these black businesses to support? It's a great place to start. Akers said it's often the young designers who go the hardest for us with working through the night dedication, such as Ivy Park contributor Jerome Lamar, who revived his 531 Jerome label, especially for Beyonce, creating a hyper-embellished aquamarine asymmetrical blazer and headdress for her in Already. A special shout out must also go to New York-based designer Laurel DeWitt for her constant willingness to innovate. When Akers suggested turning a lamp into a headpiece, DeWitt plugged into her sewing machine and got to work. Her fingers were burning and she slept in her studio. Likewise, when Akers called Ivorian cowrie shell artist La Falaise Dion out of the blue, she shipped over 20 ornate headdresses immediately. It was important for Akers to showcase the work of global brands, from household name Maison to little-known craftspeople. In an Afrocentric film, Akers wanted to reference different cultures, traditions, and tribes, but have the freedom to create fantasy. It was crucial that Black is King did not become a period piece, and for its lavish spectacle to carry people into a futuristic realm, the inclusion of white creatives in the portrayal of the Black experience boils down to Beyonce paying tribute to the designers who supported her throughout the duration of her career, in particular, Ricardo Tisci, Pierre Paolo Pacioli, and others, um, Balmain, Burberry, and a handful of some of the most memorable looks, including the Burberry cow print ensemble, were plucked from Beyonce's archive. Some mythical house somewhere in the U.S., which even Akers has never been. The leopard print sequin Valentino catsuit in Move Forever took 300 hours to hand stitch. With the expertise and magic touch of Beyonce's head tailor of 20 years, Timothy White, each ensemble was fit with, was fit with immaculate precision, no matter its origin. In terms of sustainability, everything is filed away in a storage unit, including 45 tables of jewelry, much of which was sourced by Iris Apfel's jeweler, Twiga Mbunda, who lent her entire collection to the project. Please Google Iris Apfel. She is 98 years old and a great example of age not having anything to do with having style. The impact of Black is King is being felt by all of Beyonce's collaborators. Senegal labeled Tungaro Studio, which created a striking monochrome geometric gown for brown skinned girl started off the project with a team of seven. Now, founder Sarah Dioff employs 50 people. It's not just about creating a look, it's about how many families can benefit from that look. Giving worldwide talent access to one of the largest platforms in the world is what the fashion in Black, and Black is King is about. Jen and Kiro was the only Black woman director brought on for Brown Skin Girl. She said Beyonce had a clear purpose, how do we create progressive images that open things up and drive things forward? That's the focus. Inkiru has now worked on three projects with Beyonce, Ape Shit, an Ivy Park campaign for Adidas, and Black is King. With this focus on the Black diaspora and the African motherland, the project was a natural fit for Inkiru, who is of Nigerian descent. Even as a girl, she remembers being interested in the politics of Black representation and learning how to work with Black ideas in a way that's sophisticated, not entry-level. 
Even beyond that personal level, though, she really wanted to have a diasporic conversation with this piece. And so it was really thinking about and understanding Africa as the motherland of humanity, but also how do we look at the diaspora? Things were being shot in Belgium, London, South Africa, and LA. So they were really thinking about all the different spaces that had the presence of black people. For brown skinned girls specifically, Nkiru was also intent on bringing feminine energy, especially because she was the only woman director outside of Beyonce on the project. Thematically, the video's focus is on indulging aspects of beauty that are not often indulged, with a sense of intimacy, sisterhood, and celebration forming the pillars of a narrative. In practice, that meant recreating a debutante ball, a rite of passage in African-American culture that's rarely depicted, and embracing the beauty of natural forms. There's a huge presence of life in brown skin girls, specifically a lot of flowers, a lot of plants, promoting ideas around growth and around nurturing. And while Nkiru is aware that people are fascinated by the A-list superstars she directed, she's just as keen to highlight the rest of the cast. There are also the incredible women who are more underground doing work every day. They showcase black women but there's a conversation around color that needs to happen in South Asian cultures. And so you see the presence of darker skinned South Asian women as well. So a lot of these things are wrapped up in trying to have this more expansive conversation and really think about how we can stretch people's ways of thinking about blackness. While big brands like Balmain, Valentino, and Burberry were prominently featured the creative team tapped into a pool of talented black designers, all gathered by Zarina Akers, and here's some of them. Dee Blood Dazzled specializes in custom crystallized hosiery, lingerie, and performance wear. Founder Destiny Blue worked with Beyonce for the Formation Tour. She's also worked with Lady Gaga, Shania Twain, Cardi B, Dapper Dan, and Gucci. Loza Maliambo is a West African designer based in Cote d'Ivoire has always stood for an image of African royalty. For the film, she made a graphic structured jacket with gold hardware. Crystal Fringe is laced by Tanea's specialty. According to her Twitter, she made a fringe dress for Beyonce a year ago and was thrilled to finally see it in action. Deviant Lavi, Black is King's, um, the rope dresses you see are by Deviant Lavi, founded by Brittany Duet and her partner Murph. The brand is known for bondage inspired looks. 531 Jerome, born and raised in the Bronx, Jerome Lamar launched 531 Jerome in 2013 after working with designers like Kamora Lee Simmons and Ralph Rucci. Designer Vinny Etienne of Lavinity was a contestant on Project Runway season 17. The garments he created for Beyonce represent his roots in the Marlboro projects in Brooklyn where he grew up, his Haitian culture, and his current home in Dallas. Brooklyn-based designer S. Garvey made custom floral bodysuits for both Beyonce and her background dancers. In Move Forever, Beyonce wore money-printed pajamas by Ducky Confetti, currently sold out. Melissa Simon Hartman is a London-born fashion and costume designer. Her Trinidadian and Ghanaian heritage influenced the Black Queen chess piece in Mood Forever. Senegalese designer Adama Paris created, created the yellow two-piece 
for the video water. She also founded Dakar Fashion Week. And this is not an easy feat if you know about Dakar. So let me repeat that. She founded Dakar Fashion Week. She says her work aims to promote female entrepreneurship in Senegal and Africa. Selim Fasahaye is a Swedish Eritrean costume designer. She created the ruffled yellow dress. The shell pieces seen in the film are the work of La Falaise Dion, who is inspired by African spirituality and the roots of the cowrie shell. It is time for us Black Africans to reconcile with our heritage and reclaim our culture, our spirituality, our gods, and embrace it, Dion says in her bio. A few of the large jewelry pieces in the film were made by L'Enchanteur, a brand founded by identical twins, Dynasty and Sol Ongun. So see everyone, see what happens when you pay it forward and you have good karma. You just may be starting a wave that grows someone's business and more importantly, family and community. Until next time, peace.